the college football experience, Louisiana raging Cajuns, 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by circus sports. Yes. Circus sports is back with their circus survivor and circa millions contest. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the details at circusports.com. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. season preview episode. I'm excited to talk about probably my, let's be honest. This is like a top five name, raging Cajuns. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the offense, the defense, the special teams, the transfer portal, and every game on the schedule. We're going to tell you whether you should go with the over the under and the future of the program. But before we do that, uh, well, first, let me just tell you, uh, perhaps you're wondering who's yelling at you right now. Uh, my name is Colby Swigga database, Dan, AKA pick. Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. I would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was... It's like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Yes, that's the way last year. Look, it's not even a terrible year last year, but it's just sometimes you got to just pretend it never happened. You were favored. I, I was actually looking back a year ago. Coaches pull Louisiana was favored to play for the Sunbelt Championship. Didn't happen. And Michael, my, Mike Devereaux, the old, uh, the old Baltimore Royal. No, Michael Desimoreau, former Raging Cajun himself. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Jeez. I'm a machine right now. Just cranking out 133 episodes for uh, former, former, uh, you know, pay uh, Maryland Eastern shore guy, George um, Mason Patriot. How about that? There you go. There you go. Give it up for the DFS God himself. The rooftop IPA drinking home brew, making tobacco road, living the free like giving farmer farmer earn the basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. <laughs> there we go. Tough man. Struggling with that intro muscle muscle memory, man. <laughs> but this is the rage of Cajuns buddy. And uh, look, I mean, this is a team from 2019 to 2021. That was uh, what? 34 and five. And Ooh. just a six and seven season a year ago, as they lost to the Houston Cougars in, in the Independence Bowl. Uh, I mean, what? I know it's his first year here, but Michael Desmoreau, your opinion, buddy? Well, first and foremost, uh, those that don't know, I love me some Sun Belt football, so I'm very happy to be on here talking about the Raging Cajuns. And yeah, they had one uh, what double digit wins three years in a row. 
13, 10, and 11. Uh, so six wins is not what they're accustomed to in Lafayette. Now, it's a first year for a head coach, and they lost a lot, including like a quarterback in Levi Lewis and you know a good chunk of that roster. So I think they expected some regression. And I think on top of that, I think the Sun Belt West was just so much better last year where you're seeing teams like South Alabama come up, Troy come up, Southern Miss, uh, Southern Miss come up. So not only was Louisiana regressing some, but the rest of the Sun Belt West was coming up, or at least those three teams were. So it, it was a perfect storm for a very mediocre year. Yeah, and I think that well, that's some of the, the, the thing, though, even about Billy Napier, and I'm sure they missed Billy Napier after that first season, but, um, you know, the Sunbelt West was really, really down for a few years there. And you wonder, you wonder if that was, were they that good or were they just, be, you, you know, benefiting or benefiting off of benefiting, benefiting off of the, uh, no benefiting off of the fact that uh, everyone was down, uh, regardless, perhaps some, perhaps some of both. Right. Well, we're in this spot where a year from now, the group of five is going to get an automatic bid. All right to the 12 team playoff. There's talk that San Diego state and SMU might not even be in the mix. So you got to wonder if you looked at recency, Louisiana has been bowling. What? I feel like five straight years. I, I maybe even more. Um, where would you put them in the pecking order as potentially, uh, you know, a team that could be hosting their own or hosting or playing in the CFP if they get uh the, if, if they were to have a couple of those seasons back with Napier again? Well, I don't know. I mean, well, if they, if they can get back to where they were, then I think they're right there. Cause I think the Sunbelt in general has, has came up as a conference and now it's might not be on the level of the mountain West or the American, but it's not too far behind. And I'd say, I still say it's much better than the Mac or conference USA. I, so, I actually think it's better than the American. I think the mountain West would be the interesting one. Yeah. I mean, with the big hits that the American took with UCF and Cincinnati and Houston, um, maybe they're more on par with the American now. So yeah, I think the winner of the Sun Belt will have a potential. I mean, they, they could be the one that, that gets into the playoffs. So now more than ever, you need to start, uh, you know, reaching the height sets you've never had before. It seems like Louisiana hit those heights two or three years ago. That's why it's only year two for Day Sormo, but I think it's a big year. I do too. I do too. Uh, definitely, man. And and uh, we're gonna talk all about it. We're gonna talk, like I said, offense, defense, special teams, transfer portal. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the Louisiana Raging Cajuns 2023 season preview episodes brought to you by Circus Sports, Circus Millions, and Circus Survivor. They're back. And $14 million in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Circa millions. Well, look, you pick five uh, NFL picks, ATS against the spread each and every week. Best record takes all. And when it's all said and done, and Circuit Survivor, just pick a different money line winner each and every week. You can enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast, uh, you know, the SGPN crew will be out there last weekend in August. So go to circusports.com for all the details. Once again, circusports.com, what would you do? With fourteen million dollars, all right, maybe buy out Desmero's contract. No, I'm joking. I like Desmero. He's a raging Cajun himself. All right. So anyway, check out CircusSports.com for all those details. All right, we are back on the college football experience. Louisiana Raging Cajuns 2023 season preview. Uh, where, where do you put the name Raging Cajuns? As, as, <laughs> as it, 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 FBS, it's got to be 
it's top five, man. It's, yeah. If, if yeah. not number one, the Raging Cajuns. I mean, it rhymes. It's it's very local and fitting. It, there's, I mean, it's a great nickname for sure. Uh, you've been a fan of the Raging Cajuns since they had Jake Delhomme. Remember him? <laughs> uh, yeah. Then he went on to yeah. the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, I was a fan of him in the NFL too. So uh, they've been producing players for a long time. I mean, they're in Louisiana where they take college football very seriously. A lot of local talent. Can DeSormo bring in that talent? That's a big question, especially once we talk about the recruiting rankings and the portal. Yeah, yeah, and develop that talent because even if you're getting the you know the leftovers from LSU, there's uh, there's still some very good players as you Billy Napier crushed it in 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 recruiting. That's one of the reasons why he was so attractive for Florida. Uh, Louisiana, three years in a row, had the top recruiting class in the Sun Belt, 2019 to 2021. Since he left in Desormo's first year, the recruiting uh, in the Sun Belt tenth in the league. Last year, sixth in the league. 2024, which we're very early on in that cycle, but so right now they're last. They've only inked one three-star guy. <laughs> and look, so a lot of time to, to 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 bolster that. But compare it to App State, who Louisiana used to beat App State on a regular basis in that Sun Belt Championship. App State already has 22 commits. And, and nine three stars for next year. So mm. recruiting has taken a hit. So and, where, and Ed, where are Ed, they going to get the talent from? And Ed Orgeron's uh, unemployed. So, I mean, you have, a, you have, a, <laughs> you have one of your own out there in the universe. Um, I don't want to push D- Desmoreau <laughs> out, out the door, but man, that would be at least entertaining. Yes. Yes. I know. And I like Desmoreau as well. And like, if he's listening to this, he's like, these guys are firing me already. What the fuck? I, <laughs> I've been I there one year. Game. Come on. I made a bowl <laughs> game my first year. Um, uh, let's talk about the offense. Five returning starters on the offense that not uh, necessary. Actually, before we do that, let's talk portal because uh, the transfer portal is such a huge deal in 2023. Uh, if you're not army, Navy, air force or Clemson and uh Maybe we should add, <laughs> add Louisiana to that list. No, they lost some guys. Um, but uh, let me let me key in on what they lost. Um, wide receiver Dante Fleming goes to Tulane. Ouch! That's another thing. When you're sitting there and you see the success of Tulane, you're like, "That was us a couple years ago, right?" You know, you you were you were number two in the state. Now you're right. number three in the state. Um, you know, if and then. Who knows what Sonny Cumbie and, and Bowden can do at the other school? So, but um, Fleming goes to Tulane. That one hurts. Quarterback Hunter Herring's in the portal. Uh, wide receiver Errol Rogers heads out to the Flame and Libs Liberty. Um, then you get quarterback Zy McDonald going to Jackson State. And this one was huge. Trey Amos going to the Alabama Crimson Tide, where he's like penciled in to be high. He's high up on that depth chart. He might even be starting. Uh, then you also lose cornerback Cameron. Uh, Pettis glow. I was Glo. waiting for you to try yeah. to pronounce this one. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Pettis glow. Uh, Pettis Cluo. Uh, he's now at Tulane as well. Tulane coming in and getting some of that talent. Hey, uh, those two DBs were starters. Those are our major hits <laughs> to this raging Cajun defense. And then, so they, they only landed one fucking guy, one guy. <laughs> Uh, from good old uh, wider or defensive end uh, Trey Fight from SMU coming in. I mean, Desarmo's a young guy. He should be more hip to the whole transfer portal. Like I said, he's not his. The recruiting of 
high school players has gone down. And at the same time, it doesn't look like they're giving the portal any love either. So something's got to give here. You know, so, and, and I'll, I'll say this 24 seven, we got our, our data from there. They have not been great at, at tracking this this year. In my opinion, I agree. That's true. So, so I'm looking uh, on the team's website and I do see like, okay, take for example, well, let's talk about the offense. Cause I'll break down and I'm curious if it's a, a transfer from this year or years past. Um, so I might just blame the website because I want to say they lost the portal. If that's what it really was, they've lost the portal, but yeah, I I, I don't know that that's the case here because you look and and see, um, obviously that they lost their starting quarterback from a season ago who headed out to, to, uh, to Chandler Rogers headed out to North Texas, but uh, that's uh, ULM buddy. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Jeez. Jeez. Oh Uh, man. Uh, yeah. Bad review loading, <laughs> <laughs> dude. What's what's going on with me today? I didn't eat my fucking now, vegetables or something. Now Ben Wooldridge, I think, is their best quarterback, and and he did get hurt last year. I think he tore his ACL, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, their quarterback situation last year, after l- losing Levi Lewis, was really up in the air. I think um, Chandler Fields started uh, the first five or six games, but they kind of they both got snaps, Wooldridge and Fields. Woldridge got hurt. Fields came in towards the end of the year. He got hurt. Both didn't play spring ball. Another guy, uh, Zeon Chris, played. Uh, he started uh, spring ball. So the question is, I think Woldridge is their best guy. Uh, he he, he kind of took over the job before he got hurt. But the question is, will he be ready come week one? I think that's yeah. a, he's very questionable right now. So they need Woldridge in there. I think he's, he's the best guy. They need him healthy for this offense to really click. Yeah, and I apologize for, for thinking Chandler Rogers. Uh look, we're doing the ULM well, Chandler previews. Fields. I mean, it's two quarterbacks yeah, with the yeah, name Chandler yeah, in yeah. Louisiana. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Uh, one of them went to North Texas, the other one's in Lafayette. He's a raging Cajun. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but uh yeah, Orlando Woolridge's son, Ben Woolridge, is is getting it done, and they have Chandler Fields as well. And uh look, uh the running back spot has been very good for them. Remember they had Montreal Johnson is now at Florida. Uh, they, they've been, I, they've had studs. I feel like at the running back spot for like five, six, seven years now uh, I'm seeing it as Draylon Washington penciled in to be the starter, but they, you know, uh, this is the most inexperienced. I would say the running back room has been in a while. Well, right? yeah, so they're, they're leading rusher last year. Chris Smith, he left early to go pro. I, I mean, he was a good college running back, but I'm pretty sure he he didn't get drafted. So it, it's going to hurt losing Smith. Yeah. So they have Washington and and, and Terrence Williams. Uh, Terrence Williams only averaged 3.6 yards a carry last year. Washington had a much better average at five and a half. Only three combined touchdowns, though. I mean, in general, Louisiana only ran for ten rushing touchdowns last year, which is certainly a problem. I would say right now this running back room looks below average. Yeah, and uh, it's certainly a problem too because you play Texas State and ULM, which is still the easier side of the conference. Um, but uh, yeah, the running back room seems to be a little bit of a question mark going with the sophomore Draylon Washington, from what I'm seeing. Peter LeBlanc is back. Uh, that's good. I news. feel like he's been there forever. Yeah, yeah, we played him in DFS. I feel like seven years ago. He's right. on the Stetson Bennett plan. Uh, Jacob Bernard, uh, so they only have one returning starter at the wide receiver position in, in Peter LeBlanc, but he has been there forever. Uh, they're penciling in Jacob Bernard Jr. 
and uh, Lance. How do I pronounce this one? Leandre Lagande. Yeah, Lagande? The, uh, the 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 guy who transferred. He was a yeah, quarterback. They moved him to receiver last year. So he's penciled in to to be a starter this year, from what I see. Obviously, all this can change in August. Uh, man, I. <laughs> It's not not a lot to, to love in the skill position areas right now, but tight yeah. end Neil Johnson's back, and, and you know what? He was there. He had twenty five for two ninety six and two touchdowns last year. He is he has the most catches returning. Yeah, so wow. so losing Michael Jefferson, who had over eight hundred yards and seven touchdowns, he was their alpha receiver last year. He graduates, and then you mentioned some of those losses in the portal, which could really sting here. So. Again, you're looking at the receiver group and you're saying, I mean, unless one of these guys emerges who who's kind of off the radar right now, I would say, again, this looks like a below average group. Yeah, the skill positions really have me a little bit, bit concerned, but the offensive line, I think, could be better. I see 55 starts career starts back as they uh, as they bring back uh, basically what three of five uh, breaking in a new sand uh, center and landed Burton. And also a uh, a right tackle in Quentin Williams pencil in to, to be the starter, but having the fifty five starts back uh, better than a lot of other teams, I'll say. Um, uh, I think so- that, yeah, this unit is is the best unit on their offense. So last year they had to replace four starters. I mentioned you know they had to replace a, a lot you know um, after Napier left, including Levi Lewis, but also four offensive linemen. So maybe that's why their rushing game suffered a season ago. But I think yeah, the offensive line should be better this year. And um, it maybe it'll it'll help make those those average running backs and receivers look better. So let me ask you this: Last year they were 77th in scoring offense, 75th in rush offense, 78th in pass offense, and 89th in total offense. Will this unit be improved in 23 as it was to 22? NC Nick, I don't have high hopes. <laughs> it's good that I think the offensive line is going to be better, but I think um, it, they're severely missing playmakers in the backfield and out wide. And you still have the question of Mark with at quarterback with Woolridge's health. And I mean, what he's, he's their best guy, but let's face it. It wasn't like he was slinging the ball around. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Levi Lewis didn't, he wasn't like a, you know, he wasn't passing the ball that much, but he was a very solid quarterback for a long time. So yeah. Yeah. Woldridge, he, he, he needs to play better. He needs to improve from year over year and he needs to be healthy, which is a question mark. So well, no, I don't think I don't see them improving upon those offensive stats too much. Well, you, and you, you do got to wonder. Uh, Texas State, obviously, brand new head coach uh, Terry Bowden in year three at ULM. Uh, Southern Miss and Will Hall seem to be getting better and better. Uh, Troy and South Alabama look like they're they're going to be dominant again. So uh, you got to wonder, you know, uh, if they if they regress, where could they find themselves in the Sun Belt West? Who knows? Uh, defensively. They were the 36th best scoring defense a season ago, so the defense still held held their own there. 50th in rush defense, 55th in pass defense. This was a top 50 defense. Total defense charting at 49th. I got to say that's pretty impressive. Um, despite being 6-7, and seven, they got only three starters coming back on the defensive side of the ball, though, so red flags everywhere. In general, uh, so, I mean, yeah, so not only on defense are they not bringing a whole lot back, but in general, they're just the 108th at 108th team in the country in returning experience. Mm, mm, mm. Now the defensive line, you are bringing back Sonny Hazard at the nose tackle spot uh, and Jordan Lawson at the DN spot. Uh, so you're bringing back two of three, you know, they, they, they run a three, three, five and 
Okay. You got that going now. Linebacker wise, you're bringing back one guy in Casey Osai. Um, and that's, that's your whole team breaking in a brand new secondary. I am concerned on the defensive side of the ball just because of that. Um, they didn't go out in the portal. So they're, they're trusting their culture here for, for a team that's, you know, okay. Maybe you can tell me, I kind of like the fact they're bringing back two or three in the D line. Other than that, a lot of question marks in the linebacking core, a lot of question marks in the secondary or at least with inexperience. What do you make of the defense? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're optimistic, if you're a raging Cajun fan and you're saying that both lines of scrimmage will be better than last year or as good as last year. Uh, so uh, other than that though, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to look at this roster and come away too impressed. I think they should have been much more active in the portal. It, apparently that he's relying on upperclassmen that were recruited by Napier. Those ones that haven't left early, like running back Chris Smith, or those ones that haven't transferred out, like those two DBs going to Bama and Tulane. So roster wise, it's hard to look at it and come away too impressed. All right. Well, look, we're going to talk about the schedule and go game by game on the schedule uh, with the raging Cajuns in 2023. But before we do that, uh, I want to tell the fine people that the college football experience, Louisiana raging Cajuns season preview episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. Best ball mania is here. And underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog pick is a great way to get down on some of your favorite MLB and NFL season player props as well. And, and folks, when college football comes around, especially looking at you, Sunbelt fans, Louisiana raging Cajun fans, you play a lot of those Wednesday, Thursday games. They offer awesome props on that player props. You'll get, you'll be able to get, uh, you know, hypothetically here though, you'd be be able to say, okay, well, uh, you know, will, will, will your, your starting quarterback throw for over 200 yards, you know, depending on who they go with, uh, you know, Peter LeBlanc have over three and a half catches. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm on the over. There you go. You're just, you're catering to your audience. So check it out. Uh, we'll be talking about, it. we've been with underdog for a few years. So I'll be, we'll be talking about that more. There's so many ways to win over at underdog and underdogs available in so, so many different States head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Hopefully you're watching this on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, remember folks, we host the college football experience. That's, that's the, that's the main podcast there, but we also host the FCS college football experience. So if you, if you, if you love some FCS, check out that show as well. We also host the college basketball experience and, and uh, college baseball experience. And we now have the big 12 experience and we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, subscribe, tell a friend, but if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see this graphic here. Shout out to Cam Kerr, our graphics guy. Six and a half wins is what they're calling for. Wait, they were six and seven a year ago. Bowl game don't count. So they're calling, they're calling for Vegas is saying they're a better team this year. They're a better team in year two of Michael Desmoreau. Let's get into it. Well, first thought, what's your first thought when you see that? You know, I think most people, and, and maybe myself included, we've held Louisiana on a, to a very high standard the last, I don't know, at least five years or so. So off the bat, it seems a little low, especially with, you know, yes, I, we mentioned the Sunbelt West is is much better than, than years past, but there's still like three or four like really winnable games here. So at first I was thinking um, 
that it's probably pretty close to where it should be, but but maybe an over can hit year two in the system, you know. So that was kind of my initial reaction. Like it was probably right where it should be, but but maybe maybe leaned over. My first thought was under. That was my first thought, but you know that's that's without going into the schedule. And look, you go back from a season ago. They had a four-point loss to ULM, a three-point loss to South Alabama, who was really good, a uh, six-point loss to Troy, seven-point loss to the Houston Cougars. So this team was not far off from being a lot better. So um, I mean, they were in every game other than Florida State, and and that Southern Miss game got away from them too. But especially with some of their those injuries at, at quarterback and everything, I mean, yeah, this Louisiana team last year six and seven, but you know the ball bounces a couple different ways, and maybe they're. They're eight and five or something. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. Saturday, September 2nd, Northwestern. They don't got Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern state either. Uh, the demons are coming into Cajun field to take on uh, Lafayette here. The demons, they, uh, they lost their best, their best offensive player to the Colorado Buffaloes. And they were a four and seven team a year ago. Uh, this one smells like a blowout to me. I will take Lafayette to get it done. How about yeah. you, NC Nick? Yeah, definitely. They uh they start year two off with a victory. Now they head to Norfolk, Virginia to take on uh the old Dominion Monarchs at SB Ballard Stadium. And I'm not very high on ODU. They're another one that like seems remember their their offense coordinator quit like a week before the season last year. Their whole team, I feel like, transferred out. Ollie Jennings going to Virginia Tech, a couple of those defensive linemen to the buffs. Um I don't know. I just don't have a great feeling on ODU, so I will take Louisiana to go two and zero. How about yourself? Yeah, you know, I mentioned uh, Louisiana is one hundred eighth in the country in returning experience. Well, ODU is one hundred thirtieth out of one thirty three. So um, I do like Louisiana here. Something doesn't smell right at ODU. I think Ricky Ronnie, uh, he's definitely on the hot seat. He'll probably get fired. You know, sooner than DeSormo if, if 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 both are headed towards that direction, which I'm not saying they are. So uh, yeah, I think Louisiana starts off the season with a nice two and zero record here. They go on, on the road and, and get a uh, some belt win. Now back to back away, and you go to Penetrope Stadium in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, this is the complete mystery game to me. Trent Dilfer was hired by UAB, and, and I mean he said some great clips this offseason, some great audio clips for, for the for the media. But I got no fucking idea. He's never been a <laughs> offensive coordinator at college football. He's never been like this anything. is a true. He's never been anything other than a quarterback in college football, right? Yeah, I mean, this is a huge mystery game to me because I know UAB's had some talent. Sure, but I mean, I gotta lean Louisiana. I think just because of the experience, but uh, not by much. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of games on this on the schedule where it's really gonna, you know, come down to it whether it's gonna go over or under on the season. At UAB, the second game of a back-to-back road trip, I'm actually leaning Blazers. I think they get this one. I do think UAB is probably the more talented team. All right, talk. Okay, I'll 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 meet you there. I'll meet you there. Because I don't I don't want to have them starting out four and zero. Because I'm gonna take them to beat the Buffalo Bulls the very next week. Yes, you know, last year a Mac school came into Lafayette. That was uh, Eastern Michigan, and Louisiana beat them 49-21. Don't underestimate the heat and humidity in September in Louisiana for these teams coming down from the north. I think uh, they beat Buffalo. So three and one, 
We both got them at three and one, and now they head to uh, Minneapolis to row the boat. You know, Minnesota's an interesting team. Like, I, if I'm Louisiana, I'm pretty happy getting them in September because they, they lost Muhammad Ibrahim, they lost Tanner Morgan, uh, they've lost a lot of guys. Altman Bell, I think, is going too, or maybe he's back. I'm not sure. At the at the because t- he got injured, he he might have got the medical well, redshirt. Uh, but uh, Minnesota, they, they they're a weird team. They almost lost to Miami, Ohio. They lost to Bowling Green. I think it was two years ago. Who was a terrible Bowling Green team? Big Ten West teams are known to lose to G five schools for sure. Yeah, and as much as uh, as I'll take Minnesota here, I kind of expect if if Louisiana can play a game, I think this is still a winnable game. I think it's still yeah. a winnable game. Yeah, especially with the question marks on Minnesota's offense. I don't think they, they're blowing anybody out. Uh, at the same time, I'm, I'm still taking the Gophers to win it. So three and two after the month of September for both of us. And then you got to love this. I mean, it's October 7th, so I still think you're you're happy to to get this game. Texas State, who who's breaking in a brand new head coach uh, in the Sun Belt. So, I mean, uh, what's my guy's name? Spavadol out. At uh, in San Marcos, as as uh, he heads to to Cal Berkeley, I believe now, and uh, GJ Kinney is coming in after being at Incarnate Word. Um, I still think you like getting them where you get them early in the year, as opposed to late in the year. Yeah, I think we both agreed that I think that hire was a good hire. I think he could do good things there, but it's going to take him a little bit of time in San Marcos. And the fact that this game is at home, the fact that Louisiana is 10, has a, the overall series 10 to nothing. One of those games was forfeited, but come on. I mean, I'm still counting it. So 10 nothing <laughs> and all by double digits. And last year they won 41 13 in San Marcos. So uh, I'm going to chalk this one up for a home win for Louisiana. All right. So that puts us at what? F- five and two. F- five and two. Wow. Five and two. The win total six and a half, folks. And they get a bye week and then they host Georgia State. And I want to say we did a Georgia State preview. I, I, I don't know if they've ever won in Lafayette. I was, I think we did the, I think when we were doing the Georgia State preview, but I called for Georgia State to get the dub. So I got to stay true to my word, even though I'm a bit you know, it shook a little bit on that stat, but give me Georgia state to get it done. This game, this game is huge. You know, Georgia state needs it. Obviously talk about a coach on the hot seat and, and Sean Elliott's him. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to roll with you. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Georgia state pulls it out, which I mean, I'm, I don't know. Maybe we're wrong because Louisiana is still pretty good at home, but uh, I'm going to have them dropping it and falling to five and three. Five and three, and now they hand uh, head to uh, John Hancock Whitney Stadium. All right, uh, to take on the Jaguars of South Alabama. This was a close game a year ago. Probably could be a close game again, but I'm going to take South Alabama here because they're at home. What are you doing here in C Nick? Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems like South Alabama's trajectory is upward, and uh, you could argue Louisiana's perhaps is downward. I'm taking the the Jaguars. So it puts us at five and four for the raging Cajuns back to back away as they head to Centennial bank stadium in Jonesboro. Look, this is a sneaky game because it's on the back to back away front, but I just think Lafayette's better. I'm not high on Arkansas state's roster this year. I know Jones has been recruiting well there until I see it on the field. Give me Louisiana to get to their sixth win and bowl eligibility on November 4th. How about you NC Nick? 
Yeah, I mean, so if you're looking at the schedule as a whole, the thing you don't like is there's there's two sets of back-to-back games. The thing you do like is from the East, they're getting Old Dominion and Georgia State, which is pretty sweet. Um, with that said, I have them dropping this game as well, too. I have them on, on a, a little bit of a, of a three-game slide here. Going on the road is never easy in conference play, and I'm not sold on the roster, so give me Arkansas State. So five and five for you, six and four for me. Now you got a Thursday night. Love these weekday games as they host the Southern Miss Golden Eagles and Frank Gore Jr. Uh, I'm kind of high on Southern Miss this year. I think this program is getting better and better. So I got Southern Miss coming in to as long as they, uh, well, actually, fuck it. Even if Gore is playing quarterback again, I will take Southern Miss to get it done. Mm-hmm. On the I'm, road here. What are you doing? I'm with you. I agree. My only concern here is that I had them now losing two two home games in a row. And Louisiana is good at home. So I had them losing to Georgia State and Southern Miss. They could win one of those, but for now I'm gonna chalk up both as a loss. And for me, that moves them to five and seven. I'm sorry, no, five and five. Yeah, five and five for me, six and uh four. What, six and four, and then they head to veteran, the vet take on a uh, veteran um, Memorial stadium in Troy, Alabama to take on the Trojans. They're not winning this one either. So I got them moving to six and five. The, uh, yeah. The other thing you don't like about their schedule is that if there's the two best teams in the West are probably South Alabama and Troy, and they get both of them on the road. Uh, I, the same thing I said for the South Alabama game applies for the Troy game. Give me the Trojans. And now you get revenge though. Final game of the season. Is. This is huge for you to make a bowl. And for me, it's to hit the over. You're on the under. You've already just said, give me the under. Well, I got them beaten, Terry Bowden and the the Warhawks. And I think they might have a new head coach too. Uh so I got them at seven and five. Give me the over on the Raging Cajuns. I look coming into it, I thought I was gonna be on the under. I actually think. I would not be surprised if they even got the eight with that mystery UAB game. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now. And so I have them beating ULM also to get to six and six in a bowl. And like the schedule this year, you have to love. I don't love the roster. Um, I don't love the coach's philosophy of not uh, going into the portal to, to bolster your roster. You know, so I have question marks about the program, but I almost think that that six and six, that even though I have them at that record, that's almost you know, their floor, they could definitely beat somebody by the likes of Georgia state or Arkansas state, or, or, you know, I mean, like I said, they're good at home. They could knock off Southern miss at home or something. So I want to still go six and six. I'm going to go under, but I certainly don't love it because the schedule's pretty nice. Sunbelt specialist. He's going under college football specialist is going over. I know we're both college football specialists, but Hey, look, uh, folks, um, He's on the under. I'm on the over. Look, I got a chance to sit down with one Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour. If you don't know who this guy is on Twitter, he's College Football Campus Tour. And, and look, his page is fantastic. If, you, if you're not following it, you should check it out. You're going to hear me talk more about that. But uh, I got a chance to sit down with him. Here's that interview on his experiences down to uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, to Cajun Cajun Field 
Uh, so with no further ado, here we go. It's on the college football experience, Louisiana raging Cajuns, Louisiana Lafayette raging Cajuns 2023 season preview episode uh, is none other than Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. You can give him a follow on Twitter at CFB campus tour. And guess what? I highly recommend it because the guy's been to every single college football stadium in the FBS. And he's been to most the FCS as well. How you doing, Michael? And appreciate you uh, hopping on the show to talk a little raging Cajun football. Uh, I'm happy to be here. You know, the Sun Belt is my wheelhouse. They play a bunch of weeknight fun belt games, been to Cajun field many times. So uh, looking forward to talking about Cajun field. Yeah. And look, this a year ago, we released me and see Nick Patty C uh, released our, our rankings of what we thought were the best home field environments in the, uh, in the, in every conference, but the Sun Belt. we, and we got some static on, uh, on where we had Louisiana ranked, which I think we had it like in the middle or somewhere. I know we had like Georgia Southern and app, I think in Southern miss ahead of them. But you know uh, I was impressed by, by the hate. Look, I welcome, I welcome shit talk. All right. I, I, I enjoy it. Uh, especially love the one-star reviews way more than the five-star reviews to tell you the truth. And, uh, and you know, I respected how many people were coming at me saying I haven't been to Cajun field, which is true. And that, you know, the, the fan experience is different there and we're disrespecting them. That is impressive to me. Tell me about the history of this stadium and a, your experiences with perhaps some of these same fans. Yeah, so Sunbelt Twitter, I'm assuming what you're talking about, it's very ferocious to outsiders, but they they will come to battle for each other. They like the way the conference has been constructed, the new teams that are added, you know, Marshall, Southern Miss, they just fit in really well. So Louisiana has been very good the last couple of years. You know, you saw uh, Napier going to Florida, capitalizing off winning, but Cajun Field is it's was opened in 1971 with 26,000 seat capacity. Uh, currently, it's 41,000 seats. It's the largest stadium in the Sun Belt. Um, it's the first stadium to be referred to as the Swamp. Uh, it's actually below sea level, and it was named the Swamp in 1988. And some guy named Spurrier stole it in Gainesville <laughs> in 1991 and claimed it there. But it's below sea what sea level. There's a sophisticated drainage system underneath the stadium to keep it dry and playable. Um, and there is a major renovation scheduled uh, for after the 2023 season. They are uh, they got a donation from uh, Our Lady of Lourdes. Um, it's a medical center out there, and that's what the name of the stadium is going to be changed to. But they're going to redo the press box, upgrade it, reduce a little bit of seating, but put some premium sections in there. And then as far as environment. Um, what I really like about Cajun field is they have this grassy Hill in one of the end zones and you get people, kids, you know, taking rides down the grass on cardboard through the game, people sitting on a blanket. It's a really cool atmosphere where you can stay in your seat. You can move around and enjoy the atmosphere. And if it's a good game, uh, there's a lot of electricity in the crowd as well. Yeah, I mean, I I got that from the 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 Twitter the Twitter pushback, but I that 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 gets me. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go check out a, a game there. Tell me wh- which games did you go to? So I've been to three games at uh, Cajun Field, uh, the Sun Belt. I, I've been to four games at Coastal, four games at App, three games at Arkansas State. So when you get these ones on Tuesday and Wednesday, they're the only game in town. So you make repeat visits, and I really enjoy going there. So 2019, 2021, and 2022. 
the game that sticks out the most was a the 2021 game against App State, and they blew them out 41 to 13. They outgained them 455 to 211. And later that year, they hosted App in the SEC uh, or the SBC championship game back in Lafayette, and they beat them there too. So you know, App has always been the bully on the block. And that was a year that they beat them twice and solidified themselves. And we've seen what they've done. They've been one of the top teams in the SBC. And they do have a game, I, I want to say November 10th, against Southern Miss on a Thursday. So there's another opportunity to go back to Cajun Field. There we go, man. I got to get there at some point, man. Uh, I appreciate you hopping on the show and talking a little raging Cajun ball, Michael and folks give him a follow on Twitter at CFB campus tour. Like I said, he goes to five, six, seven games a week. He documents it all and it's a must follow. Look, it's great in the college football season because you see where he's going. Like one night he'll be in, in uh, Lafayette for a raging Cajun game. And the next night he'll be in uh, you know, a uh, Hawaii game. Uh, it's just absolutely fantastic to see where he's at, but also in the off season, stuff like that, it's just a must follow because he's got this, he'll, he'll show the photos, the history of the game, all this great stuff. It's very educational for any college football nut. So get on over there. Give him a follow. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, brother. Thank you for having me Colby and shout out to a couple of uh, Louisiana accounts, rage and review and fifth quarter, Louisiana, great follows on Twitter. And I uh, appreciate you having me as always. There we go, folks. Go check out those accounts as well. And you're welcome here anytime, Michael. Take care, brother. I'll see you next time, Colby. Take care. Michael Barker, Cajun Field. Look, they gave me a hard time last year, and here I am fucking up the beginning of the, the show with the wrong <laughs> roster. All right. Did, did but, you do that on purpose? <laughs> uh, look, so it's it's fun to do a subtle fuck you here and there in life. Uh, no, but I, I, I got to get there. I, I want to get to the stadium, man. I really do, because it looks cool. I've heard nothing For but sure. good things. So. I, I told you before, I love the Sunbelt. I've been to a bunch of Sunbelt games, but it's, it's the ones that have been close to me, like App and Coastal. I, I do need to branch out and go to some of the ones a little bit further away. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we love Sunbelt football. We love the the atmospheres. And uh, just like he said, I mean, they, they, they're putting together a conference of, of teams, of, you know, universities that have great atmospheres, great followings. And it's just a ton of fun, man. Yeah, they get it. They, yes. they get what college football is in this day and age where I feel like you're going to see UCLA in the Big Ten and God knows what, maybe Hawaii's next. Um, and Dude, small uh, town or like mid mid sized town, you know, college football is awesome. Yeah. I don't no, need to go yeah. to, to Los Angeles for college football. I'd rather yeah. go to Hattiesburg, I'd rather go to Lafayette. 100%, man. 100%. I'm in Los Angeles. Look, I go to the Rose Bowl. It's like uh, it's it's like that Florida State game where the, the guy was reading the novel, all right, uh, and they're down fifty nine nothing to Clemson. Look, I want to go feel the college football effect. You know what I mean? That is college football. Sun Belt football is college football. I'm on the over, and NC Knicks on the under. Folks, subscribe to the College Football Experience. Remember, we're on we're on Twitter at uh, TCE on SGPN. Give us a follow there. Uh, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D and we're breaking down all 133 college football teams with a solo podcast for each and every team in the land. We do this shit every year, but doing it for years. So check us out. Subscribe once again, youtube.com slash the college experience. Check out all of our other feeds as well and uh, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. 
Also, come talk college football with us. We talk, honestly, you could start talking Southeast Louisiana Lion football. You could start talking about New Mexico Highlands. We got it all covered here in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. All right, folks, until, until the next episode, this is the college football experience, Louisiana raging Cajun style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Run.